Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon, one pickups. Hey there, it's Todd Novak from, yes, the Guitar Knobs. Ta-da, you're here. We are so happy that you are listening to our little show, That's right. the Guitar Knobs podcast. What do we do on this podcast, uh, Tony? We like to talk to people about boutiques and stuff. And, and stuff boutiques that's good what do we jared help we have help one-on-ones too and and we talk about things that you may wonder about all the time like you know what pickup should i use and what's a humbucker what's a single but coil? getting back to what yeah. i was saying we talk to boutique builders of guitars <laughs> and amps and pedals and pickards pickards yes. and pickups all and the things tuners so there is a very good chance that we have somebody special on the line who is this uh, my name is Grant Wilson. Uh, I own a company with my fiance called Big Ear Pedals, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, perfect. Well done. Well done without even a prompt. I like that. That's right. Most <laughs> of the people forget that they're on, and they're like, oh, yeah, right. Sorry, that's me. Yes, as you heard, we've got Grant. Grant Wilson from Big Ear Pedals, formerly Big Ear New York. Big, Big Ear NYC, yeah. NYC. Um, but now... They're just big ear pedals, and they're down in the heart of all of the musicness down in Nashville. Nashville. So we're going to get all into that business a little bit later. We're very grateful that uh, Grant has joined us tonight. He's got a little bit of a, a sore throat, so he's going to motor through it. Um, we got a couple of announcements, and usually I just kind of breeze through the announcements, but man, they've really been piling up. So I just want to—I want to call please, them out. Please tell us. Yeah, tell us now. I'm gonna, here I go. So uh, recently, a lot of people have gotten the notice from Spotify saying, oh, what was my go-to podcast in 2018? And we've had several people tag us in it and everything. And um, uh, two of the first ones that I got back were, were uh, Corey Nigro and Rare Buzz Effects. And they, guys, both, they both named us as, uh, as the, uh, the go-to podcast. And we really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Truly, we really do. Thank you. And if you haven't been listening on Spotify and you do use Spotify, then, hey, make it a twofer okay. and uh, go listen to us on Spotify. Also, uh, one of our avid listeners and commenters, David Kaminga, he asked us about a speaker episode that we have referred to many times. Uh, we've Like Jared just mentioned, we've got a 101 series that we do where we just go dive into a subject and it's called the 101. And we did a speakers 101 with warehouse guitar speakers. And this was episode number 58. Mm, wow. And he's like, hey, where is that? And I said, you know where that is, buddy? Tony, where is it? It's at the guitarnobs.com. That's right. And you can get all of our episodes, although I would stay away from the early ones. They're just, you know, they're okay. David Kaminga is a very nice... Uh, gentleman, he wished me a happy birthday. Wow, check so, that out. I mean, he's a very, yeah, very, he's very, very active. He's very so, active. Hello, Sounds David. Thoughtful. Very Hello, good David. Dude. Hello, David. Also, another really active listener uh, and an early one. He's been an early supporter of us. Alexander Hobson sent us an, an email and I have flipped because just as I mentioned, uh, we really like doing the 101 series, but we want to make sure that they're done right. And we haven't done one in a little while. We've we've uh, tried to set a couple up. We do have some coming up. But he sent us an email 
that Tony said in big, bold letters. An excellent, a capital idea. That's Capital what I, idea. A capital capital idea. idea. In fact, it wasn't a capital idea. It was like three or four capital ideas. So yes. thanks so much, Alexander Hobson, for your support and for giving us some awesome, awesome ideas. You're which I'm stunned that we didn't even think, think of this ourselves, yep. but whatever. Um, We're easily stunned. We are easily stunned. <laughs> uh, also, I got a really great email from Oscar Roth. I'm assuming that's how you say his name uh, in Belgium, who wanted to find out. He just wanted to know, like, hey, are, are there any who are the pedal builders here in Belgium? And do other people know of them? Hmm. And so he did a little bit of research and he sent me one uh, called Mammoth Machine. And I checked it out and I was like, ooh, those look cool. They look really cool. I haven't I, I haven't dug into them quite yet, but um, I'm very interested. And I just love the fact that he reached out and said, hey, I'm in Belgium. I'm a guitar player in Belgium. This is your show, and I really like it. I've listened to it a long time. And here is a local pedal builder that you probably don't know of. And I didn't. But now I do. I prefer Belgian beers. Yes, I like Belgian waffles. I'm part Belgian. Are you really? I am. So that was kind of neat. Which part? My thumb. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Good enough. So, anyways, that was those are the some great announcements. Those are great announcements. I will only make one more announcement at the end of this podcast, or the next time you click to to listen to one of our podcasts. If you could just take one single moment and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're listening to, I would greatly, greatly appreciate we it. We would greatly appreciate Tony. That would greatly appreciate it and Jared. Jared would greatly appreciate it. Definitely. So anyways, um, let's get on with what's going on in our music world this week. Let's go over to Grant first and see he's been just sitting there. Oh man, in my music world, oddly, um, the other day I was reminded uh, through kind of a sad way to be reminded of something of the actual, it was, I saw the news and they brought up that it was six year anniversary of the Sandy Hook thing, but that reminded me of a song that I wrote many years ago, six years ago, I guess, and that I had recorded. And uh, while I was working the other night, I pulled it up in, from the email from my friend that had mixed it. And I never did anything with it. I never released it. And I listened to it again after all these years. And I was like, huh, I actually kind of feel okay about this now. Really? After, <laughs> after taking, I was just an emotional thing. And uh, for, it wasn't, uh, I wrote it after that, but it wasn't about that necessarily. It was just about a lot of things that were happening at all at that moment in my life. And so I just never, as is usual for me when I write music, I, I don't feel it's like the same thing as like a diary. Sometimes I don't want people to read my diary. If I don't have a diary, but if I did, I wouldn't want people to read it. And I don't want people in my wallet. I don't want people reading my mail. I don't want people, you know, it's just like a, a thing. I think, I think a lot of players out there probably have sort of a, um, you know, a hidden stash of like, Hey, this is, this is, pretty emotional song or something that you you want to you know use music to express yourself um po you know whether that's just lyrics or or music yeah yeah that's cool Good. but so and the, and the other the funny thing is about it uh the song is actually called i didn't have a pedal called the woodcutter yet because i didn't even have a guitar pedal company yet uh but the song is called the woodcutter really wow. cool yeah and we and later I named the song after the guitar pedal that I was using, which was made by the woodcutter, which was the Proco rat. But, um, that particular one was assembled by a guy named woodcutter, which is where that whole legend came from. Gotcha. Uh, ah. But, but, um, then I, then I named our pedal after that guy, essentially right. like, 
and and which I had named the song after. So it's just funny if I do release this song, if I do put it out, it'll just be funny. People will think I named the song after my guitar pedal. And actually it's like the song uh, way predates that. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, now you're probably going to get a lot of people requesting to hear that song in some capacity. <laughs> and you can probably sell it for like a million dollars. That's brilliant. Well, you well, think I'm, it's on yeah, purpose. I see all, what you've done. Uh, he's, a, he's very tricky. Because all kinds of musicians are making millions of dollars these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody is. <laughs> uh, Tony Baloney. What's yes. up, buddy? Oh, man. I tell you what. I've got much to share, but the one thing... That was so radio. Oh, man, I tell you what. Let I'll tell you what. Let's okay. go back to the swinging 60s. No, anyhow. So we've got a show up in up in Youngstown uh, coming up. And, um, this is your annual Christmas show. This is our show. annual Christmas show. All us old farts get together and, yeah. and, and make noise and right. at a club that we used to play at. So What is this club? Uh, the Cedars. Cedars. <laughs> you know the Cedars? Oh, man. Billy is my guy. <laughs> that is crazy. That's Billy and Mar and that you actually Chris know that. And I love this. I love them, man. So they and- treat us. We Man, I was in a band and I've, t- I've been in like 42 states. I've been everywhere. I've played everywhere. Though that club, that town, and those people are some of the best. Some of the best memories I've ever had. Some of the they treat you. They treat bands so well. <laughs> um, you know, our first our first time there. You know, I mean, well, the cool thing is people just always just want to come out because they just love music there, and that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, but, you well, know, that's because everybody there's nothing else to do. It's, in it's, I, I, it's, I get it. You <laughs> there, you can go back there after forty years, like Tony. Is. But I, not quite I'm, forty. I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I get, like, I understand that. But they, they, um, they, you know, the first time there, we didn't have, you know, maybe there was like twenty, thirty people there. Yeah. And it was like a weird rainy night or something or snowing. I don't remember, but like, it wasn't that good of a night. And they, they were like, dude, this was amazing. We love it. We're totally going to have you guys back. And then eventually we were able to like, you know, grow a following there as well. Cool. And, and we were a young band at that time, but. So, know, like, so let me ask you, have you, did you play at the old downtown one or the, uh, the one yes. on the West side? Okay. Yeah. So that one is now closed. Yeah, I know. And yeah. uh, the new one. I've been I've been to the new one. I haven't played it. I, I wasn't. In a, I haven't been in a band since. It's, it is a truly a small world when it comes to musicians. But it it is, man. I mean, you tour, especially you like you know those people that do that in every single town. They're all like our friends. So. Yeah, and if, and if you've been treated well, or if you've been treated poorly, <laughs> you remember that. You, you remember both of those. I guess the, the the story that I want to tell is restringing a Rickenbacker twelve string. Uh huh. Um, I haven't done one for a while, and I forgot how much fun that that can be. And um, but surprisingly, I did remember all of the little tricks that I've learned. I think the very first time uh, that I tried to restring a Rick twelve is I made I took the truss rod cover off and I was making adjustments with all the strings on. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I couldn't put the truss rod <laughs> cover back on without with the st- cutting the strings oh, off. Boy. <laughs> so so the tricks out there, if you do happen to have a Rickenbacker 12 string, is make all of your adjustments first, put the truss rod cover back on, and then you string the octave strings first. Mm. and then the standard strings last okay so there you go there's my tips for restringing tips for a, a rickenbacker. String rickenbacker and it still only takes you about an hour and a half to do yeah. <laughs> that's all right so that's what's going on in my music world this week excellent jared well let's see let's spin the wheel of projects that i'm working on 
Thank you, Tony. And it lands on the... Sound like a wet fart. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Epiphone. Epiphone. I, I, I um, usually buy higher quality guitars because I, I just enjoy... Because you're a classy guy. I just enjoy them. You know, I am a very fortunate person, but uh, I have a project going on. I want to see you if... Like a trust fund or something? What is that? No. Yes. Heavens. Go ahead. I'm not going to tell you how I get to my money. (laughs) Anyway, no. Um, I bought an Epiphone Wildcat. They're very, they're very inexpensive, but uh, eh, you know they're not the best guitar in the world. But they're cool. It plays. It plays good. It's a different guitar. It's if you don't want a Strat or a Tele or a Les Paul or I didn't buy it to play it every day. What I I bought it for is I want to. Um, I want to sell a mini humbucker, except for it's not a humbucker. I want to sell the old uh, Epiphone New York pickups. Mm. What, did, what did we say that those were called originally? Tone Spectrum. Tone Spectrum pickups. Something like that. Well. And uh, they look like a mini humbucker, but they're not. They're just one giant single coil. And uh, really? there's an enormous bar magnet. Um that goes into that pickup and and there's windings sound awesome? around the magnet. We will we will see. So and, yeah, what, and what did we do today, Jared? So I brought the guitar over because I got in the mail and uh well I had Zach gut the thing out, all the electronics or whatnot. Brought it uh to Tony's shop and and he made me some really cool uh, pickup rings for it. Well, they're Ooh. they're they're adapters because they're adapters, they yeah. come with the Wildcats come with uh, uh, dog ear P90s. Yeah, yeah, and so, they're they're the the um, I think they're chrome. They're big chrome yeah, metal covers. Yeah, big metal covers. Yeah. So what we did is we made a plate that uh, was the shape on the outside. Yeah. Of a of a dog ear and down to cool. and then we Bunker. cut the uh, the inside. It's like and, a quarter inch thick. Yeah, we used the, this this cool quarter inch. Yeah. Uh, brown marble tortoise plastic that looks it's gonna look really cool yeah it uh, won't look goofy like a big surround with a tiny little pickup poking out it actually looks pretty good it's substantial interesting yes, it is so, I, I have a project that i will talk to you about after I won't, so i won't pollute this show with it <laughs> the main yeah the main purpose of the guitar is to uh test drive these pickups that i'm going to be making cool. i don't expect um you know a ton of people buying them which would be nice but um you know the people that want that old, unique sound without having to pay four or five hundred bucks for. Yeah, up. knuckleheads like me. That's right. Sounds <laughs> cool, man. How about yeah. you, Todd? What's going on in your musical? Room? I don't know why, but I just got a weird bug this week, uh, <laughs> uh, and I I make no bones about it. I'm a huge fan of the early Britpop stuff, and I was playing. I was just playing a lot of the Verve on Monacoustic. Okay. And it was just great. So I was just sitting around. We got a lot of Christmassy stuff happen, you know, that was happening. And and uh I was just I have uh, sitting around playing, you know, like just playing Lucky Man by yourself with an yeah. acoustic guitar. I have That's that good stuff. I have that album on uh, vinyl. It Love is that one vinyl. of the absolute greats. Yeah, it is. Uh so that's great. what I did. Broke nice. out the old, uh, I mean, I didn't break it out. It's sitting there hanging in front of my face, so I right. see it all the time. It was kind of like going, hey, buddy, come on. It's that Epiphone you give got, me, right? Give me some action there, bro. That what? Epiphone guitar? Uh, no, I was doing the Art and Luthery, this one. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. But that Epiphone you have does sound quite nice. It is an Epiphone el dot. Yes, yep. that is a great guitar. Sounds like heaven. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. Um, you know what else sounds like heaven? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Uh, all right, Grant from Big Ear Pedals. Tell us your four on the floor, bud. Okay. I love, and I don't put it at the end, uh, the Hardwire RV7, which is uh, like a reverb. That hard, like Digitech made Hardwire. Uh, I'm not sure if all of them, the reverb, they use, uh, they're like licensed sounds from Lexicon. So it's all these really great classic reverb sounds. And the, the one is this reverse reverb. Is the pedal called Hardwire? Hardwire is the company. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, okay. So it's like a, it's like a, a licensed product kind of thing. It, well, it looks like a, it was made by Digitech. Um, it was like, they're like high, more high end, which is, oh, okay. And they had like, they came with like this like tone lock thing, which was like, but no, I, I didn't mean to say Digitech didn't think out their pedals. I mean, obviously they're that the, the hardwire, I believe that's what they were going with was like this more luxurious thing. And sure. comes with a special rubber thing that, Keeps your settings yes. intact on yes. those on those metal things that I'm yes. not going to say. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so that pedal is amazing. The reverse reverb sound is I, I actually put it Ooh, early in the chain. Reverse reverb, I like that. Really <laughs> and yeah. I I use it like uh, to create these like these pads, but like an instrument. I use them early in the chain. Uh, so I use it early in the chain so I can put effects on it and I can put like fuzz on it and make it sound crazy. But it's like it's like a wave. It crashes. The reverb crashes in like a wave. And you just, and so I'll play like a really fast picking and, 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 um, it just turns into this wall, this like swelling, like wave crashing thing. And then I just, I'll distort that and, and put various pitch effects on it. And wow, that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, So then the pitch effects I use, uh, it's been all kinds of things over the years, but one thing I always go back to is the uh, boss PS five. Mm hmm. Uh, so this is your number two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I usually, I never use like four pedals, so it wouldn't be exactly the, you know, but, but these are my favorite four. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, there's going to be other ones in and, in and around them, but the boss PS five, cause you can, I mean, uh, that's the pitch shifter, right? Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Sure. I'll be right, I'll be literally. Okay. Sorry. It was like, uh, right behind me, but so, I, I generally only use it in octaves. Um, and then I, I'll just change the speed. So, and, and it's also, um, non-latching usually. So I can just step on it and go up an octave either uh, instantly or really slow, um, or down an octave really slow. So you might be playing something and just like hit like a, so it's not, yeah. Okay. So non-latching for those who aren't familiar with that term if you step on a pedal it and it goes it's either on or it's off no non-latching is a momentary a momentary yep uh with potential swell so a lot a lot of a lot of newer pedal builders are make them with with uh with uh, a a swell okay so it's like a ramp up yep like a ramp like uh mikey with um he does that yeah yeah. So, so that's really fun because um, you can get like kind of like that's just really by, just, cool. by, just by tapping the switch like that, 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 and it goes up the octave every time or down an octave and you get some weird stuttery things. But I'm 
actually always going back and forth between the two. And so I just decided the other day, I need to get a second PS5 in my life. So I can have one set to always octave up and one set to always octave down and jump back and forth between the two. And I don't know, start a dubstep band or something, but um, perhaps they should make a PS six that has those two buttons all in one. Okay. What do you have for number three? Three. I got to have a Proco rat or some sort of rat variant pedal, but I love distortion and I love the Proco rat. Do you have a specific model of the Proco? Uh, like a, so early, like super I mean, vintage or the flat I mean, box my, or my the, favorite, my favorite that I have and that I've ever played. Not, and everybody's like, Oh, 85, 85. I haven't, my favorite that I have and, and literally that I've ever played, not just that I have in my collection, but is an 88, which is the first year of the, uh, rat two. Okay. I don't know. It just sounds really, really good. So I like that one. That's that, perfect. That, that particular yeah, one. The, the, but if it, I didn't, is that the is that the angled box with a dumb nut on the bottom? No, oh. it's it's an act. It's still like in a square box, and and okay. you can usually tell the difference generally between just like looking at a picture. Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. If you if you're only looking at the face of it, yeah. Usually the foot switch nut uh, on like a good one that you might want is is just like a round dress nut, like they have on a clon. Like it's uh, not a notched one. Yeah, it's like a notched, yeah. uh, like a round dress uh, nut, as opposed to like a standard nut that would be on, you gotcha. know, any other foot. Gotcha. So that's that's what they have on the new ones, and so just like like you know, I used to um, I used to go on the Guitar Center used uh, site and just search Proco Rats and buy every single one. I'd call them and ask and be like, "Hey, is that like is the top of it angled or is it flat?" And because I would assume it was a, a vintage one. And I mean, I was, I've bought, I used to flip them in New York and, and <laughs> I wish I would, I wish I would have kept every single one, but I, I probably bought and sold like at least 30 from guitar center that, <laughs> that they didn't, that they had racket. listed. Yeah. Well, they just, I could, if I, I stopped doing it, but I obviously, I started a pedal company and got busy with that. But if I was still doing it, I could have found hundreds more. They don't, they never know. They're just, yeah. you know, maybe it's some kid fresh out of school that has not a lot of experience with all these, you know, vintage effects. Maybe he's 18 years old. Maybe she's 18 years old and they don't know. It's just, it says Proco rat on it. They assume it's a Proco rat that we sell those here for 69 bucks. So this is a used one. So it's worth only, we'll give you 30 bucks for it, kid. Oh, nice. And then they sell it for, you know, 50, 60 bucks. And then I buy it super excited. That actually reminds me a uh, really quick interlude. Um, we just had Roman from Schnobel tone on and he just posted a video where he took his his legitimate vintage clon. I saw that. And he took it in to a pawn shop. <laughs> and this woman said, I mean, I don't know. If it works, I'll give you 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I was hoping for a little bit more. <laughs> Can you believe that? Uh, it's crazy. So that just she goes to show everybody. Look out in the used market for stuff. I mean, I mean, don't look out in the used market. For no, stuff. no, do not. Don't bother. It's <laughs> not, it's not out there. There's nothing to see here. No. Nope. Well, I but just it, gave away my, my rat secret. So that's, yeah. that's, that's one way to get cheap rats because still, I mean, if you're like in, I, I don't know if Litterdale, Iowa has a guitar center. They probably don't. But if you're in Litterdale, Iowa, you might not know the difference between a modern rat and a vintage rat. That is a very specific location you just chose. I hope that it's a real town. It is. It is a real town. It's my go-to. It's my go-to town. When I talk about 
Nowhere um, or yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I just Litterdale, Iowa, Iowa, Litterdale, yeah, Litterdale. Litterdale. I love Litterdale. I like Luterville. That's I'm gonna go there someday, and they're gonna all be pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not, <laughs> what are you doing around here, boy? All right, what do you have for number four? Okay, uh, some sort of delay, but uh, I mean, it's that's ever changing. I love the G Lab delay. Mm. Um, uh, I'm not familiar with that. I love that. It's it's um. I think it's actually called the SD one or something like that, which is weird because boss has an SD one, right? But, um, that's a great delay pedal. Uh, I actually, Karen got it for me for Valentine's day, our first year together. Uh huh. And so that's, it's a special pedal because of that too, but it actually is a really, really, really good pedal. And, and for reference, Karen. Oh, Karen is, is a, my fiance co-owner of big ear pedals. Okay. Super. And, um, she gets me a pedal every Valentine's Day, and then sometimes That's awesome. I want that. Other yeah, I never got a pedal. Tell on her Valentine's to talk to Day. mine. My wife's like, "What's a pedal? You mean the pedal in the car?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's a uh, it's it's a very sweet and uh, an awesome and wonderful tradition. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to make that my tradition. You got a maid, my man. Pretty good idea. Oh man, very, very lucky. We're not not just for that. But so um, what? Is, what is it about that pedal that you like so much? That that particular delay. Yeah uh the all the tone settings on the actual delay itself mm. uh i'm gonna go grab it real quick it's like right behind me sure so um okay so sorry about that so i mean if you yeah look it up the smooth delay g lab sd1 all right um it first of all it lights up in a way that is very attractive and not cheesy. Oh, cool. Uh, it's very like a subtle, like calm, cooling light. And, and I like it. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, uh, very symmetrical. The pedal is, uh, totally symmetrical and in an interesting box. Um, but you know, you have a bass and treble control, uh, for your repeats and not just like a tone or not just like a single tone control, but a bass and treble control on your repeats. It's crazy. Wow. And then you also have like, um that is you know. really cool like if you think about that it's not just repeating your your actual signal but you're you get to choose how you're oh that's a really cool it's very very cool pedal um and like i said very attractive and and uh you don't see them uh a lot when you do see them it's on usually on some pro board uh yeah. i don't know why they're i don't know why they're not more uh, definitely well don't go look for those everybody don't go don't, looking for them yeah, I don't even know. The foot switches are wild too. They have like a screw right in the middle that holds the foot switch. Like it's like this proprietary switch, and their their knobs are their own knobs. Like the knobs, uh, the feedback and the level knobs have rubber pads on top of them. That is bizarre. We're looking at a, a picture of one, and it's a big box too. It's yeah, it's um, it's a pretty good sized box. Not not quite uh, line six uh, DL four box, but uh, no, it's it's. Yeah, it's but a, I love, but I just love it, and it's special to me too, and it sounds really, really good. So that's neat. I like yeah. that. Good, 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 good pedal. Yeah, it um, looks, it looks like some kind of, uh, like you said, it's like some kind of weird proggy proprietary thing that came out of like '92 or something. Oh yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Well, right on. But, for but people can people can really go wrong when when they try to do stuff like that too. You yes, know? very. Uh, like try to reinvent the wheel and just be like, what is that? Yep. Yep. And at that point in time, when that came out, I'm assuming that's probably when about it, when it's from, 
I'm guessing, but uh, I don't know when it came out. I think, I mean, I've had this one for six, six years. Yeah. And I think it was not new at that. I think it was maybe four or five years old at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, yeah, pretty fun. Well, cool. that's solid, man. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Yeah. Good Thank you. four on the floor. Uh, be sure everyone to check out, you'll, you'll, you'll probably see this on Instagram. You'll probably see this on Facebook because those are the only two places that we post those two things. And what they do is where do they, where do these posts go, Jared? They, man, I'm writing your daughter a letter for my bracelet. What? A thank you letter. Okay. So don't, I'm going to clap fuck that with out. Me. Uh, Tony, where do the, where does that, uh, where do those posts go to? Well, you could go to they go to the Facebook page, the Instagram. They no, go it's to, on the Facebook. It's page. It's on the Facebook page. They also jump over to the Instagrammy. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. How did you guys both get this wrong? They go on Instagram all the time. So you'll probably see this uh, the four on the floor. We post it on Instagram. We post it on Facebook, and those lead directly to our webpage, theguitarknobs.com, at which you will find the four on the floor section and all of our four on the floors. Not just the recent one, but all of them. So if you got a favorite pedal builder, a favorite guitar builder, a favorite amp builder that you know has been featured or maybe that you don't know has been featured, you can find out all of their four must-have pedals. All 150 of them? Close to that. Yeah. Uh, and then you can uh, actually click on the links to go purchase one because they're the links are there. Wow! Yeah, we've done all the we've done a lot of work on this business here, man. That's you are now. Are you are you going to have a link to the Guitar Center used uh, search for Proco Rat? <laughs> uh, no, not Guitar Center. <laughs> but um, w- so, in fairness, when I when I can, I will try to link to uh, the actual pedal builders um, site if they've got if they're selling them uh, on their on their site, and if not then they usually end up going to a reverb. But um, so there you go, everybody. Go check out those pedals. Well, now I know where to look. Now you know where to look. All right. Well, as we have been talking with Grant Wilson of Big Ear Pedals, um, let's get into finding out a little bit more about said pedals. Grant came on my radar pretty early into our podcast um, birthdom. I don't know what that means. Uh, Existence. Uh, and I, I hit him up pretty quick and that was about a year and a half ago. <laughs> and we have been, he's been a very busy dude and, uh, we've been just trying to orchestrate when we can make this happen. We've met uh, in person and we said, Hey, we got to do this thing still. And our door is always open to, uh, friends of the podcast and, and others, new ones that we encounter. So, um, we, figured out, okay, there's going to be a stretch time when we can do this, and we got him on the show today. So we're very happy to talk to him and learn more about uh, Big Ear Pedals, and uh, it's got an interesting story. So uh, let's dig into that, shall we? Uh, Grant, you have just recently moved to Nashville, right? I, I Two years ago. It's, it's so It feels real. I mean, that's that, I mean... start to talk sometimes it does feel very recent but i know two years is not really that recent but i'm still i still haven't hung all my art up i'm you know i'm like moving sucks well maybe more appropriately you've recently ditched the moniker big air nyc right yes we had we so we moved uh, to nashville and i was stubborn and i was going to keep 
the NYC. Uh, that was our name. I didn't want to change it. I didn't want to deal with a thousand and one. Yeah, that's things. a big undertaking. And then I kept dreading the conversation when I would meet people and talk to them. Be like, oh, our name is Bigger NYC, but we're actually based out of Nashville now. We moved, and it was just like, uh, uh the, the classic commercial for like Old El Paso. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, New, like, York New York City. City. New yeah. York City. <laughs> like it's well, like a pace picante. It's almost offensive to people, um, you know, to be here, but be like repping NYC. Yeah, and, I can see that. It begins to lose its context after a while. Um, yeah. How has that? So what prompted uh, what prompted that move? That's, I mean, uh, that's a pretty big jump. Uh, move, moving to Nashville? Yeah, Nashville is obviously a big <clears throat> music city, and that's where a lot of people are going. But Well, that was part of it. I, I wanted to be obviously somewhere where there was music and I wanted to be somewhere where rent wasn't, you know, $2,800 for a two bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. It is ironic um, though. Cause Nashville is not exactly, um, not <laughs> on the low end of things these days. No, but like we live in Madison, actually Madison, Tennessee, which is right next to Nashville. We're literally like the next town right next to it, which is still pretty affordable. And that's cool, but there's just as much music. There's I mean, just as much. Everybody's down there now, man. There's just as much music. There's just so many people touring through this town and stopping here. It's a, it's an attraction, and so I'm able to do the same things. I'm able to meet up with people, and you know, show pedals and and do what I do. So, Grant, uh, for our listeners who may not be familiar with all of the pedals that you offer, could you kind of give us a rundown of the 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 pedals you offer and Maybe give us a peek into some that might be coming down the pike. And for whoever's listening, understand these, you're not going to go like through 35 pedals here. So take it yeah, easy. I'm going to do four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I actually is about to change. In fact, so you, you do, you did kind of hint at something, but there is, there is something in the works and that I'm very, very like stupidly excited about, but we have a pedal called the loaf, which is a big fat woolly. Uh, it's a Silicon fuzz, but um, it, that doesn't really matter doesn't mean much but i'm not saying it doesn't matter i'm saying i'm saying the word itself doesn't matter like that's like you know i mean i have almost 50 fuzzes in my collection and a lot of them are a lot of them are silicon fuzzes and then some of them are germanium fuzzes but that doesn't mean like like i might really i might really love one and hate another one yep there's no difference well, no, there is, but but yeah. the problem. I didn't mean it like that. But yes. You know what I mean. You know yes. what I mean. It's it's, it's not that it's kidding. not that the word matters or that changes right. anything. But I do think if you listen to it and check it out, you'll be like, "Oh, that's good." Yeah, that's. I good. would agree. Yeah. I've got some silicone ones that I absolutely love, and I got some Germany ones. That and I don't listen to me. Love. I'm just clowning around. Well, I just I just meant the loaf in general, uh, in, partic- <laughs> in particular. Yeah, it's it's just a good sounding pedal. In my opinion, it was our first pedal, and so I'm very very much still I like it a lot. You know. Awesome, but also because it doesn't have all the sauce. It's not like a big muff. It's not like a a, a fuzz face. It doesn't have. It's like a medium gain fuzz. So and when did uh, you release that? What year did you remember? What year that was? Of two thousand thirteen. Okay, so you've got the fifth anniversary edition coming out. Well, yeah. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been five years. I think I shipped the first loaves on the twentieth or twenty first. I don't remember that. Yeah. But anyway, so. 2013, the end of 2013, beginning of 2014 is like when they, they, they hit people's mailboxes. Then we made the uh, Frank and the woodcutter and Frank is like a low gain drive kind of clean boost. The name is, you know what the pedal is. It's a very Frank pedal. And that was kind of the, <laughs> nobody, nobody gets that. Uh, 
<laughs> Can I be frank with you? Yes. <laughs> it's what the pedal is. I mean, that's just, it's just like, what does it do? It's gain. And yeah. And the, and the loaf is, is loafy, you know, they all, they, you know, and the woodcutter, while people think that it, you know, they're like, Oh, it's like a chainsaw. Like it's like a distort. And I'm like, no, actually we made a, basically a recreation of that pedal of mine that I talked about earlier. Yep. The um, rat. Yeah, I will. I don't know. See how how much I can really say about whenever I get into saying words when I'm directly relating to my pedal. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of avoid all that stuff. I mean, I think, I, it's, I think it's fine. <clears throat> like I, you're you're just paying homage to something. Yeah. Well, we always just say that you know, um, like the, like a Kalamazoo classic or yeah. Um, on my website, I think I say that it um, you know a, a pedal that is named after your favorite pizza loving rodent. If you remember the New York pizza rat. This one from my collection just sounds so good that we recreated it. That's cool. And, and it is slightly different than others, but not, not by much, but that's not really what it's about. It's literally a tribute. And so we named it after the guy that built that particular unit. The, whole, the thing with those pedals is, is that they, like the builder, whoever built the, the pedal, would, their name would go on the inside of the pedal on like a little label <clears throat> across the inside, like across the pots. They would like print it on a dot matrix printer, like back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's all these different names of all the people that work there uh, over the years. And, and at some point the, like people started saying that the, the woodcutter variant just sounded better, which is like not possible really. Uh, unless, you know, you're some hippie that believes that like his spirit, like got into it in some way. <laughs> like he just, he was a really vibey dude, man. And like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it's yeah. like, it's like somehow his energy, like whatever. So I don't know, but people uh, well, would say, I can understand how that lore, okay. that lore works its way into a lot of different things. Paint, um, certainly, uh, uh, pickups, uh, like, yeah. I mean, necks, you know, yeah. we, we live on that stuff. It's yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the wizardry. <clears throat> so, I mean, you're going to find an old rat that sounds really good or really bad, depending on who made it. Not, and it has nothing to do with who made it. You know, if you'll, you'll get that one with that little 1% more that you're like, Oh my goodness, this yeah, is it's just with, like a guitar with mine. It's, it's almost sounds like there's like a slight, like clean blend. And oh, that changes everything, everything. I, you can have all the gain all the way up, but you still hear everything. Yeah. I can um, totally understand why that would be appealing in a rat. I have a rat and it is, Sort of like rat on, rat off. Yeah. And it's just nice to have this little bit yeah. so that even the chunkiest chord is all there and you hear everything, you hear every note, and it's fairly uncommon in that type of pedal. So um that's that's what that pedal is. And we named it the Woodcutter because mine was named after that guy. I actually found out that the Woodcutter has passed away he many years ago, like 10, 12 years ago. So um it's it's a tribute pedal. That's it's awesome. got the re- reversed uh, reverse uh filter control, which we called tone. Uh, which people have asked us about that. It's it's still a filter con- knob, but it, it's called tone because I'm all about symmetry and gain has four letters and tone has four letters. <laughs> filter does not. So then you have the... Uh... And then L. L is our most recent, I guess, pedal. That's, it's like a slightly modulated reverb. Um, yeah, explain slightly modulated. Well, um, it's not like a modulated reverb like you would think like 80s. Uh, like a like an RV five or whatever is that the R, the Boss RV five modulated oh, right. reverb, which okay. is like amazing, but it's not that type of modulation. It's more like um makes you feel like a buoy in the ocean, like just like a little like you're just like floating like just a little up and down motion. I feel like Christopher Cross is gonna like come walking in our sailing <laughs> <makes me away laughs> But truthfully, truthfully, the thing is, is that that the, 
The uh, belt and brick, which is what the, the pedal is based on uh, mm-hmm. or, or uses to make the reverb, inherently has some modulation. Mm-hmm. And so like you can try to filter it as best you can to like not hear the modulation or you can filter it in such a way that you do hear the modulation and you're always going to hear the modulation. You'll never get it out. But the whole thing was, is like, well, if it's there, then it's a feature and it's not, it's not a problem because if you don't tell people, if you, if you were just like, Oh, it's just a reverb and you filtered it as best as you could. And, and, and you just call it a reverb, you're going to get one email out of every six customers or seven customers. Like, Hey, you know, the tails like start to like warble and go out of tune a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it's a modulated reverb. Like it's a that. slightly modulated reverb. And you know, it's, it's, um, you know, worked into be part of like, that's an element that a that's very a good... non-symmetrical sound <clears throat> in a very symmetrical offering. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good thing. So it's yeah, not a, it's I like a, that. It's a, little, it's a feature warble on it. And so those, those four pedals have really been the, uh, you know, I, at least the, t- the first three have been the, the foundation of big ear for, <clears throat> for some time. Yeah, um, I, I, I've been guilty. I, I, I'm the reason I'm not talking about there. It was a pedal called Shaka, and there was a pedal called More More More. Mm-hmm. More 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 might make a, a, a like a, a like a comeback in a different form factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chaka's dead, and I never even yeah. I never made an <laughs> I never made an announcement about. it. I just, just pulled it from the site, and that's over. And I still have a bunch of enclosures, and I might build them up and just throw them on reverb later. But like as like you know, close out whatever some sort of I don't know whatever. Is Chaka referring to the character from the land of the lost? Uh, Please no, tell me it is. Oh, no, it's actually, well, in a roundabout way. Yes, but no, it's, um, it's named after a famous LA graffiti artist, ah. uh, who got his name from the character from land of the lost. Ah. <laughs> Comes full circle. I used to love that show. Oh. Yeah. And L our reaver pedal is also named after a Brooklyn graffiti artist, uh, who is, she's rad. She's, um, this, crazy chick that like climbs like you know six story buildings and and tags the sides of them that like it's like i would be so scared to even you know look at i i like when an airplane flies over when you're driving Mm -hmm. like i almost wreck the car every single time i get so like (laughs) um, stop doing that (laughs) heights heights are well i can't sometimes they just go flying places you know they're airplanes but um so l is really cool and so mad respect to her uh, uh, cool. for, for being in that world and doing what she does. And Chaka, if you ever, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. <clears throat> um, Dave Grohl's drum head, he, he spray painted Chaka on his drum head. And as a kid, I always thought, like at, at first I wondered what it was. And then I thought maybe it's like that's the type of drums he was using. Mm-hmm. Chaka drums. And so, you know, there was probably a minute where I was like, I want Chaka drums, you know? And, um, then years later I found out that he was commemorating this dude who was this like legend in, in LA, like the punk rock scene at that time, because, and I know some people are going to think this is offensive and, but I don't know. I lived in New York for 10 years and I start to really like, I started to really like street art and just kind of like the history around how it started and, and, and what it was. Uh, uh, but in LA, this kid, he was like 19 years old. And so just some young punk kid, and he, he did like a million and a half dollars worth of damage to the, to like city property, Oh geez. which is really punk rock. And, and, but he was tagging his name and they arrested him and basically gave him the biggest slap on the wrist in the history of the world. They were like, okay, we're giving you 
you know, 700 hours of community service, we could put you in jail for like a long time, mm-hmm. but you're a kid. We're going to be cool. Give you community service. You're going to clean up your graffiti. And if we ever catch you tagging again, you are going straight to jail. Yep. And so on the, in the elevator on the way down, he tagged the elevator <laughs> out leaving the courtroom. And so they threw him in jail. And so that's who I am, man. Like buck the system. Yeah. And so I just thought <laughs> I'm going to give a pedal after Chaka. I'm going to give him a pedal. And, uh, so we did, but, uh, I never pushed it. I never, what was the, what was the, uh, basis of the pedal? It's like an octave up, uh, fuzz. Mm -hmm. It's a fuzz. It's like, they're separated. So you can have a fuzz by itself or an octave up fuzz, but I never pushed it. I never, I don't even think we ever, we ever ourselves made a demo of it because gear man dude made a demo. Uh And then I was like, that's good enough. And I'd never, it wasn't my. I don't know. It wasn't my main, my main area of interest. So we have new interests. Yeah. And my, yes, I do. Uh, and are you going to share anything about those new interests or are you going to keep that a secret? I can tell you some things about it. And and I'm very, very excited to, uh, to say, because I wasn't sure where we stood when I just did the, uh, Simon, the magpie podcast. Mm -hmm. And, and I wasn't sure where I was with the designer at the time. We were still working things out, but I can say now officially, um, that we're working with, um, uh, Neil Graham from uh, Dr. Scientist. Uh, oh. He is doing the digital design for our next pedal. And Neil is awesome and has been, uh, I, I just really like, I, I, I've never met him in real life. Yep. Um, in real life. I mean, I've been on, we chat on Instagram yeah. and we're in a forum together, uh, like a discord group. Digital life. Yeah. So, uh, but I just really like the guy just from the, the conversation. We're in had. digital life right now, not yeah. in real life. <laughs> and, um, he was into the idea and, um, it's I, literally in the next two weeks, I'm going to be hearing, uh, my first, uh, samples of this, this pedal. Excellent. And it's our first digital pedal. It's our, like full, like FV one, um, you know, entering that world, mm-hmm. but it's still very much a bigger pedal. It's still very user-friendly, very simple and easy while being fairly complex at the same time. If, if that makes any sense, but I gotcha. It's simple and easy to use. Excellent. Like, I like that. I like well, you can when, turn a knob and, and when and this can, actually comes out, um, this will, this will come out in a couple of weeks. So actually, if you're listening to it, we will have recorded it uh, a few weeks back. Um, and so we, you will be even closer to yeah. maybe the release of uh, what this pedal may be. So everybody keep your shirts and shorts and all your clothing items on in anticipation Underwear. for this pedal release. It, you know, you were, you were talking about, uh, or we were talking about the non-latching lashing thing earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> it's also, it's interesting because our first pedal where we, uh, we, every pedal has just a standard latching foot switch uh, because, you know, they're, overdrive distortion fuzz pedals mm-hmm. not much else to do with the foot switch uh this pedal <clears throat> it, we are going to be using a foot switch uh that is a clicking foot switch but it's actually a momentary switch so it clicks but you can hold it down and it will have a secondary function <clears throat> uh so we've never done that before and the fun thing about that is the secondary function mm-hmm. i'm letting neil design it that's fun i just i'm calling it the neil mode <laughs> and i just told him hey like you know i thought this would be a it's just it, the idea hit me i was like why don't you 
run with this that you know the switching system and make a secondary function that you like. That's put cool. your put, put your fingerprint in it. You know, I've got a I got a big smile on my face because I I'm always telling the guys I'm like I want more stuff with momentary switches on it and and uh, I like that I like that yeah. I like that I'm excited to hear what uh, this ultimately is so you have to keep us informed yeah um now you were talking about uh, you know you, uh, how I, okay so i'm going to go to a post that you just recently did in which you shared that uh i guess i think you mentioned for the first time you had done the full build on on the uh was it the loaf yes yes so it was like after all this time, you finally built your first loaf. And I had to read yeah. that a couple of times and I was like, wow. Okay. I said, well, for a couple of reasons. Number mm-hmm. one, because I think that there, there are, there are more people that are building that kind of keep the, uh, sort of, um, collaborative builds or designed by someone else builds or built somewhere else builds. They kind of keep that to themselves. And you just like, threw that out there because that's because that's because that's a bunch of bull crap i edited myself there for you because i care about you and <laughs> and also because people have like really crazy stupid egos yeah I, and i i appreciated that because i was like wow like i said i most people aren't, aren't going to throw that out there especially after several years you've been established for a while so well, that's because that's what i was good at and so that's what i did I, at the time I wasn't even interested in making pedals. I, I, for initially I was, I, I like tried and I started trying to learn everything I could and like watch every YouTube video that I could when I first started. And I was like, man, I want a company tomorrow. Yeah. Like I want to be selling pedals tomorrow. I want to be, uh, making a, a great product. And so I hired people to do that. Yeah. Well, because I, it's look, uh, the, the, my thing that I wanted to point out there was that if you think about a lot of products that we have, like you can design a great car, but not necessarily know how to, how to absolutely design the engine for it. Or, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good example. Maybe it's a bad example, but Richard, Richard Branson, uh, uh, he's not mixing records, right? He's not, he's not designing jet engines. He's not like, He's flying around the the, the earth in a, in a hot air balloon <laughs> and and leaving that stuff up to people that he trusts that, right. that know, has, that, know that they're good. He passion for it and wanted to be involved in it. And I think, yeah. especially right now, man, like the boutique industry um, is so, it's just on fire. And and that's what, that was the whole reason that we created this podcast a couple of years ago. It was like, yeah. this is, we got to capture this, right? So, for those I, people who are out there who really truly want to be involved in a deeper way, it's sometimes it's it's um, it's got to feel daunting. I mean, it does for me. I've talked about this with the guys right here. I'm like, man, I would really love to put out some kind of product or something because I just I love this stuff. But I'm not I'm not a um, I'm not electric electronically a, ma- a maker of things. But that doesn't matter if you have right. ears if you have ears and you like sounds and you're, right. you can, you can critique and you can say, I want these, you know, I want this form factor. I want these features. I want it to sound like this and do this. Yeah. And then they give you a prototype and you say, eh, you got close, but I need more high end. I need more low end. I need sure. less gain, more gain, blah, 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 whatever. And then it's the same thing. It's like, if you want to start a sneaker company or like whatever, you don't, you go find someone that makes sneakers already. You don't have to be a cobbler and say, yeah. And say, Hey, you already make shoes, 
make me shoes, yeah. put my name on it. Well, and if you take that even a step further, you got somebody like like Eastwood guitars, you got Pure Salem guitars, you got Reverend guitars. They're not sitting in the in the shed with shavings all over themselves. No, no, you know, pounding out every single guitar by hand. If you have the talent, like uh, I think they're all made friends, in the same factory. They they might be, but they're but but even then, they're still very individual guitars. I mean, yeah. they're completely unique. Well, and, I know I know Rick from Pure Salem, and I know that he actually like. I mean, he. he they set the them up. Yeah, they they do take the time to set them up. The way he'll design though is like he'll be like, I just love. I, I found this like vintage guitar that I really like, and I like these appointments of it. I like this pickguard shape, but I don't. I, but the body maybe change here, or there, change whatever. Yep. But but yet yeah, I really like these pickups from this other guitar. Yep. Or I like the positioning of them, or I like whatever. And so he'll like take and send like multiple images or whatever, and like mm-hmm. and they make these really amazing amalgamations just from his brain. Like he's uh, he's seen like if we added this and this and this and this, and then the art, like the artist or whatever, will send him back. Like here is all those things matched together. And he makes these cool guitars. And like, what, believe it or not, my favorite guitar that I own out of, I have 21 guitars. The one I play the most is my pure Salem La Flaca. I love that guitar. That's <laughs> I played that. Did you wait? Is that the one that you, did you bring that to the, uh, I had it at NAM. I yeah. played that. I played the black, that exclusively. The black one with the big I yeah. love that thing. That thing is so good. It's I, it's such a good guitar. That, that's it's so funny because when we were sitting there, I talked when I talked to Rick about this when we had him on the show, and I said when I got there, I was playing all these guitars, and then I got to the La Flaca, and I I did not want to put that guitar down, and that was your well, guitar. Well, okay, so it is. I will say, arguably, it was the best uh, uh, setup one because. I had uh, Dave Johnson from Scale Model Guitars in Nashville set that one up, uh-huh. and he's just incredible. So if you don't know Scale Model Guitars, not that the other ones aren't. The other ones played really good. Uh, they're, they're great guitars, but Dave makes a great guitar. Like just play like holy moly, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, Dave is is a, 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 a local legend. Uh, awesome. Scale Model Guitars. So you check them out definitely. He's been doing a really cool series where he's like doing step through like a. Uh, multi multi like long long form posts where he like uh steps you through guitar builds that he's working on uh you know you know who else has done an exemplary job of doing that is uh honey tea who we also had on that's how actually i got really involved in his in his work um you take it from the you know very beginning to very end it's great it's a story and it's not just a uh yeah. you know, a throwaway post no, it's amazing. I actually texted Dave the other day just to be like, dude, you're, I'm loving this. Yeah, that's like, killer. Yeah. Well, so anyways, back, back to the big point, which was just, we talk about this all the time. Every single builder that does actually know how to create uh, either guitars or electronics starts out and they say, I, I just I, I just wanted to do it. I didn't know if I could do it and I did it. And yeah. we always celebrate that. But then there's lots of other people who are like, I would love to do that. I have ideas. I'm very good with sound. I know what I want. I'm good with the, uh, you know, I, I like the aesthetics. I just want to be involved. I want to create something, yeah. but yet may not have an electronics engineering degree. Well, now what do you do? Right? So uh, it's just to say that here is a successful pedal manufacturer, builder, brand, whatever you want to call yourself, big ear who basically just said, hey, well, I've left that to somebody who actually can do this really well so that I can get a good product out there. Yeah, because I like selling things too. I mean, that's, and again, that's, like I said, it's like I was in a band. I had to sell that. Mm-hmm. If you can sell your band, 
holy crap. You know what I mean? There's a, there's so many bands and nobody cares about your band, man. Yep. You know, it's like, like, Hey, would you like my Facebook page? Like nobody cares about your band. <laughs> and, yep. and I had to, and I, for years I was selling a band and like coming up with like, you know, clever, like, like angles and marketing, you know, just like trying to do things a little different and, and trying to, you know, the end goal was make that project successful, whatever I'm doing, it has to succeed. I don't want to, I, no one else is going to hire me anyway. I can't work anywhere else, but for yeah. me, so it has to work. Yeah. So the big question is, so I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to screw around. I just, you know what I mean? That's, that was, yeah. I guess why. No, that totally makes sense. I, yeah. I, I think that's great. I, and I really like that, uh, that we get to hear that part of the story. Yeah. Um, so are you going to end up selling that first pedal? Uh, I'm sending it to my friend, Andrew Horowitz. He has the very first, uh, he has the number three loaf, which is, I have number one and number two, and then he has number three. So it's the first that's out in the population. That's cool. Um, and so he has that, he has been a great friend of mine. He has helped us out, uh, so many different ways, um, since the beginning and just been a huge support and one of my closest friends. So I'm, I'm sending that to him. Uh, so that way he has both of the firsts. That's awesome. Um, what a thoughtful but, gift. But I actually see, I, it's not my first pedal. I've been building pedals since January. I, I, uh, and then I, I've actually been, um, uh, I actually, it's funny. I just put up a post. I just, uh, uh, put an Instagram story up a little bit ago where I tagged you guys and said, podcasting with you guys and, and hardcore repping 1981 inventions because I'm wearing his sweatshirt and I'm also using his mouse pad. And, um, I've been, so I've been, uh, building PCBs, uh, for him mm -hmm. just over the past month and, um, really loving that. Yeah. I like I, just getting into like this end state of it's, just like it totally soldering is. for eight hours straight. And yeah. like, it is fun. Well, I can, like I said, I can listen to the same three records on repeat and <laughs> I know like every lyric to, uh, the second, to last Guster album. <laughs> well, uh, uh, that's fun. So, and then I've built like several kit builds and things and I've given, given those to some friends. I think that's where a lot of us are though. Like if you like, I mean, that's where I'm at and that's where I'm like, man, I would, I'd really love to do this a little bit more in some capacity, but you know, I, I can't go start. I can't necessarily just go, well, I'm going to build a whole line of pedals. I just don't have that. You know, our friend, Mike Trumbly from Red House, like he sits there day and night and goes, dude, bro, I, f I figured out this. And it's like, man, that's amazing that you can do that. I but not Yeah. Not everybody has to do what he's doing though, either, because look at, I mean, my goodness, the, 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 what is it? The King of Tone yeah. has like a year long wait list. Yeah. And that's like two blues breakers and a pedal. It's like, it's like an overdrive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And rough, so rough life there, you can go crazy <laughs> and you can try to like write this whole new thing. And, and, and what Mike's doing is awesome. Those pedals are crazy. Yeah. Um, but you can also be really successful with a good overdrive or fuzz. If you're, if you do it correctly and you are smart about you know, running your business. Yeah. I don't like it's, it's, it, it was a weird thing. Whenever, whenever I made that post that you talked about, uh -huh. I actually, I was talking to uh, a, a friend that I had sent that post to, to proofread it. I sent it to him and he was like, man, do you really want to say that before January, you'd never build a pedal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I want to say that. Like, I think that's awesome. And he kind of tried to convince me otherwise. And then I talked to Karen about it and she's like, Hey, if that's what you wrote, if that's what you feel good about, then do that. Um, so yeah, like, but like I said, uh, I've had my hands in, you know, so many pedals, it's crazy, but I just never was the one building them. 
And then the reason I, I, I had to, this is what I wanted to, that I, I, I felt like I had left out. Um, I've been working with Chuck uh, from Chuck Fennels for the past two plus years, three, almost three years. Mm-hmm. And he's been amazing. And uh, we love Chuck. And um, he's out in California, right? He's in Anaheim. And that's yeah, been one of the biggest problems. Hood. It's my old hood. Uh, it's just the shipping thing, the mailing thing, having stuff done offsite, ordering gets crazy. You never know, uh, like inventory gets, you know, I should be more uh, aware of what's happening, but things, you know, that gets a little, it gets, it gets a little it crazy. Gets, it's, there's so much going on. And yeah. when you're not connected to it, you lose time. And yeah. then you're so ready for something. Then you're like, Oh shoot, we don't have this. And then you lose more time and then stuff will get there. And, uh, Chuck also, you know, he builds a lot of pedals for, he does works for a couple people. And he also, uh, is a partner at a recording studio and also does live sound. So he's a very busy guy. And so, you know, he has the time allotted for big gear and then we are lacking one part or something. Our enclosures are, were screwed up and had to get sent back. And they, whenever they send them back, he was not able to build for several weeks because of his other jobs. Right. And, and so time, I was just like, I was like losing my mind. And, um, and so we decided to move everything to Nashville and we were trying to figure out, we've had a handful of people have emailed us, you know, since we moved here that one of that we're seeking employment. And I just, I, I saved all the emails, but I was like, that we don't do anything here other than, well, that's not true. We don't do it. It's not, we don't build the actual pedals. We, we do, you know, finish them here and, and do the all packing, shipping, run the business. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do, but now that we finally are building I was like, I'm going to, you know, reach out to a couple of these people, mm-hmm. but I need to like, I need to know everything first yeah. and like know everything, how everything works. And, um, so I'm literally teaching myself every single process and, and, and now I'm doing all the ordering too, which Chuck did some of the ordering for some of the, uh, some of the parts and did the PCB ordering. So I'm just, there's just so many things that I have to learn now, but it's, oh my goodness. I've never felt so good about something like it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's exciting. And, and like, I'm learning like a new thing or I'm not learning it. I, I've already learned it. What I'm doing is getting faster at it. Um, cause I'm still slow. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really meticulous yeah, and really anal skills. Yeah. I got to get faster. That's my thing. Cause I have a lot of orders right now and I'm really slow and, and, um, I will get faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody be patient if you have ordered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much for sharing uh, that whole story with us. Uh, yeah, it was it was great to finally hear all of that. I knew that you had an interesting one bottled up uh, waiting to get out. So uh, we are going to move to our... Would you rather... All right. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. All right. All right. This week's uh, Would You Rather, it's, it's kind of simple. It's a very simple one. So... You're at your gig and you realize you forgot one of your guitars that you usually have tuned a half step higher than than usual. Well, why right? would you even bother doing that? Just play it so, straight, baby. <laughs> would you rather you've got your Todd Novak signature Stratocaster? <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Are, are you are you gonna use your capo or are you gonna actually take the time to tune it a half step up? Okay. Tony Baloney, what do you do? So, so let's just say, yeah, this this comes out of uh, the it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Okay. And everybody writes it out in A, uh-huh. which it is. However, when they recorded it, especially with the bagpipes, 
the bagpipes apparently can't play in the key of A. Right. <laughs> so they, everything is, uh, has been transposed up a half step. Uh-huh. That's a good reason. That's great. That's the that's reason. Solid. That's a solid reason. So okay. This the, was Tony's. Would you rather? By the way, it is mine. It is mine. By the way. All right. Because it, it is. It, it, I think it lends. Do you like the use of a capo, the mechanical capo, especially right. on electric guitar? I mean, or do you do you spend, as Jared said, the extra time uh-huh. to tune it up? Okay. Good. That's a great question. So so answer it. I'm going to use the capo. Okay. Only Ooh. because I'm lazy. Okay. And in, in some cases, it actually works out better. Although, the, the, the problem I run into with capos, if you're not playing just first position chords, the dots start getting mixed uh, up. <laughs> dreadful. Show me the dots. Yeah. Kind of got to play by ear in that case. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I'll just play cowboy chords and there you go. stay in the first position. Giddy up. Jared? I am going to spend a little time, have the lead singer tell a few jokes, and I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going to tune that guitar up. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm doing. And my reasoning is, you know, what if what if the capo, you know, is it's got a heavy pinch and it just it makes the strings Weeks go out, out of tune. tune. Yeah, or, you know. or not enough pinch and then you get the buzz and jump. Yeah, one or the other. So I'm I'm going to go the safe way, take a little time and okay. tune it up. Uh Grant, what are you doing? Taking a pitch shifter and turn on latching and turn it up. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> that is not an option. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pedal guy. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there a problem with capos? I heard someone go, oh, what's some, wrong with some, capos? Some people, I, I think, in the, on, at least on the a, electric side, people feel that that's like a crutch or something. I don't know. Well, uh, well in this, no. in this in, in, I mean, in this situation, I don't think it is. I, I, I think if you're like, one of those, like, uh, the, the people that play the acoustic guitar and they like hit it and slap it and stuff. And like, oh, it's all like open tuned yeah, and, no. and like they use a capo and that's a cheating device because they, they know like two like chord shapes and then they like have the, it's tuned to whatever chord Thank and you they saying that, yes. you know, that's I, cheating. But I think if it's just like, you know, I need to be a half step higher and I have like 13 seconds to do it, throw a capo on there, man. If you yeah. do have a lead singer, that's funny, then cool. But if your lead singer is, like my ex lead singer, he was just an awkward, weird dude that would stand there and say stuff, and people would be like, "All right, play music, man." Yep. Well, you uh, know, and, and speaking of the, the, uh, another trick we had talked about, me restringing a Rick twelve string. A lot of studio guys that use Rick twelves actually tune down a half step and capo on the first fret, and for some reason that that change in scale length works much better with a Rick twelve. Wow. I'll remember that time when I'm never I, recording with a 12 string Rick. <laughs> I use a capo. I use a capo all the time. Side note or side, whatever. Uh, I use a capo when I'm restringing my uh, La Flaca because it has a Bigsby on it. And so I don't know if you know that trick, but like you get oh, the yeah, string, yeah. Lock put the string on, get a detention, lock it with a capo. Yep. Oh man, saved my life when I learned that. Yep. I am going to also go with a capo and for what it's worth, two of my favorite guitar players of all time, Noel Gallagher and uh, Johnny Marr, both are very big friends of the capo. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going with that, and then I'm going to smash that Stratocaster right after I finish playing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Todd Novak's signature strat. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, just because you just said what you just said, I'm throwing it back to the new thing that we're coming out with. You're going to love it, Todd. Oh, excellent. I, yeah. I can't wait to see this. You got me. Oh, I'm tickled now. Yeah. 
Uh, all but right. you'll, you'll know why then later, but okay. So we got a couple things we're going to wrap up with. Uh, first of all, I want to say a uh, humongous thanks to Grant for doing this. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Grant, where can the people find you? Who's looking for me? Um, <laughs> I want to buy a pedal. <laughs> Some guy from New York. <laughs> yeah. a pedal. Um, I, uh, oh man, big ear pedals. Um, pretty much anywhere. Big ear pedals. Okay. You know, our Facebook is still bigger NYC because I can't get it changed. I'm trying to get it changed. If I can't get it changed, I'm just going to have to start a new one and that one will be an archive page or maybe I can link them, but I'm not sure what's going on there. They keep denying my, uh, my appeals to change the name yeah. because they keep telling me that my name, my, my page is associated with the city and therefore I cannot take the city out of my name. They think it has something that they think I was like a New York fan page. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Cause it's like a computer writing the response. It's not a person. I just need them to, if you, if you work at Facebook, please, please hit me up. Well, I don't, but, uh, but I mean, if you're listening, if you're listening, yeah, you're gainfully employed at, at Facebook. And, um, I don't know how to, so if you've been, uh, you know, you guys made it this far. Uh, if you want a pedal, biggerpedals.com. If you go there and if you type, uh, knobs 15, as uh, like a, a, the discount code uh, section, uh, you'll get 15% off, uh, because I love it. Hanging out with us today. That's Excellent. awesome. Thank you so much. This is, uh, I, I'm sure someone might listen to this in like 2021 and try. So I, I will say that that will work. Uh, uh, we'll say 30 days from the date of publication. There you go. Yes, there's your new business manager. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, 30 right. days from the launch of this podcast. So uh, when you're hearing this, when it launches, and if you're like, oh, when did it launch? It, you go to the website and it'll tell you when to launch. Or you'll know because it doesn't work any longer on <laughs> on uh, Grant's website. So If it doesn't work, and, and you know, just shoot us an email. We'll see what happens. There you go. Did, well, look at that. <laughs> Customer service all through and through. Excellent. So uh, thank you so much for doing that. We really do appreciate that. It means a lot to us. And I know it means a lot to our audience knowing that you are trying to connect with them in that way and give them a break and get a pedal under their feet, baby. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tony, we got a couple of people we, we need to thank real There's quick. There's a bunch of people we have to thank. Um, at this are point, there are several. Well, at this point in our show, we like to thank our executive producers. Yes. And you may be asking yourself, how can I become an executive producer? I know how. I know how. How? Well, what you do is you go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward, forward slash, slash the, the guitar, guitar knobs. knobs. The guitar knobs. And at that level, you go into there, they says, oh, you can be a, a sponsor. Yeah. A patron. If $1, you $5, $10. Or more. Or more. You, you make the call. Yes. That's right. But in addition to all of the great prize packages that you get for becoming a patron, mm -hmm. you can... At the executive producer level, Jared? Yeah, you get your name read on the thing. That's right. And that's a trademarked uh, thing, by the way. That's right. Get your name read on the yep. thing. Trademark, <laughs> yep. Jared, Brandon. That was the first Mythos pedals. The first time I said that, by the way, everybody. Mythos. Yes. Mythos pedals. They'll be joining us again soon. Okay. So without Mythos, further... Can I, say, can I say something about Mythos sure, pedals? Absolutely. Sure. I love that guy. I, I might even be uh, heading to his house here uh, as soon as this is over. No kidding. Um, Tell him we said hi. I, I love Zach, and he has been a huge help 
just with me uh, figuring out what the, he- the heck I'm doing. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just man, Mjolnir. man. Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah. I still can't say that thing. I have no idea. <laughs> Mjolnir. Yeah. But yeah, that, but you know, I know that, um, uh, like, you know, whatever, what's it called? Social proof. Like if you need social proof, like if you were thinking about getting something from Zach, do it, go get a mythos fellow. That guy's amazing. There you go. Yeah. I, like, I like Zach a lot. Yep. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So without further ado, I would like to read this list of executive producers. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Robin Smith, uh, John Daly, Oliver Gonzalez, Sean S., Chris Kearney, John Anglin, Robert Marfleet, Darren Gregory, Gary Goodman, and Son Beckett, Zach J. Wright, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, Doug Gann, Corey Nigro, Ken Sayers, and Jonathan Jerusik. Thank you, one and all. Without you, this would not be possible. That's truly, right. truly, truly. I, I, I thank en- you. I would encourage you um, if if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and I'm, I'm going to get serious here for just one second. Um, we put a lot of work into the show, you guys. Uh, a lot of time and an effort goes into bringing you the best show we possibly can. More so, Todd. Actually, if you if you can going into the new year, um, at, if, if if at all possible, at bare minimum, just say, you know what, I can give you guys a dollar a month. It will help us out so tremendously because we there's a, like I said, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of money that goes into this, and um. It, w- it would just really help us. So we greatly appreciate all those who do contribute at all levels. Um, and we are thankful for you. Tony, where can people find you? Well, let's just say you need a custom pick guard. I'm changing pickups. I want to yep. put some sort of crazy DeArmond pickup into a Telecaster or whatever. Or whatever. Whatever. Why not? Whatever. Go over to pickguardian.com. Okay. That's probably the best place. Great. Jared? Well, if well you... wait a minute. Whoa. Can I just God. finish? I, I wish mean... I would have known you last year, man. Well, you know, he's you got know 21 guitars. I think you got some pick guards. I think, I think you need some guards. So you can contact me through the website or go to uh, info at pickguardian.com. If you want to see some of the projects I've been working on, go over to Instagram and that's at Pick Guardian and the number one. Mm-hmm. Jared. I tell you what, if you guys need some new or old looking pickups that are new, give me a <laughs> shout. Wait. Brandon Wild Pickups. <laughs> if you want some new or old looking pickups that are new. That's right. Brilliant. Okay, got it. Go to BrandonWildPickups.com. I've got them all, man. Yep. Give me a shout out. They uh, sound absolutely fantastic thank you i'm on instagram and i'm posting handmade cool cool stuff handmade stuff yeah you know whatever all right you can send me a note at todd or to todd at (laughs) the guitar knobs.com uh that's an old email thing you can also drop me a dm on uh, instagram our instagram game is um in effect and uh we are always always thrilled to hear from you and we'll do our best to get back to you We've got a lot coming for you in the new year. We're very excited about. Until then, thank you, Grant Wilson from Big Ear Pedals. Dude, thank you, guys. Thank you, all of you guys. And dude, seriously, sorry it was so took so darn long to make this happen. <laughs> no, oh, no, no worries. worries, man. It was a pleasure. <laughs> yes. Everybody else, have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. Uh.
That is a big cockroach in that box. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.